welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. We are back on the screens. We are back on the Cycling Central socials. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling central or log a rides with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you? I'm pretty good, and I brought in a special friend. What is this? Well, I'm just he going to... rings. He rings. Like when he I rings. know. Actually, it, it's slightly echoing. <laughs> I'm going to just bask in some glory. Look, a couple of nights ago, as you know, I uh, the good gentleman from the detour, Dan Jones and John Trevorrow, invited they got you me this? on. They, no, they, <laughs> they didn't give me this. They asked me to bring this on, though. This is a cup that I won when I won stage seven of the Jiddle back in 2000. And I can tell you... I don't care too much about trophies from my career and especially traditional ones because they're all made in a factory. Yeah. This was made in the town that I won in. I can't show you the writing so on the So that's your Giro win? Yeah, that's my Giro win. I want, I want a suit as well. Um, Where is it? Well, I was going to bring it in. <laughs> it was actually a beautiful suit and I'm not sure it still fits me. So I, no, I won't bring that in. But this thing is, uh, yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. And it's grown on me over the years and I'll just pick it up and then I might put it out of the way yeah it's really dominating it's actually yeah it's invading my space and he actually rings when we speak to it's actually quite echoey and what you can't see there's actually the name of the town and and everything in there yeah we can see this i think yeah it's definitely handmade anyway thank you for for bringing this in uh my pleasure (laughs) my pleasure it's uh yeah no it is it's lovely and there was only one made one made in the town and the local artist did the pattern on the uh on the cup so there you go they're the trophies you get yeah, <laughs> a solid trophy. Solid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you bring that home? I walked on the plane with it, and I thought there's no point boxing it. If I walk on the way it is, yeah, the hostess will take one look at me and say, "Oh my god, that's so fragile." That is exactly what she did, and they put it up the front, I think, in the cockpit. Okay, <laughs> there's Thomas here that says, uh, "Perfect for flowers or soup." Well, you know what I've, you know what I've actually done, Thomas. I've actually put ice in it. And uh, Prosecco and a few beers. I think Thomas, Thomas Mercier is French. Oh, Thomas, that, Thomas. He says soup, not, not beers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Onion soup, I guess. <laughs> anyway, we are back on your screen to talk cycling, Giro, and everything else uh, happening around. There's and a lot happening. There is a lot There's been happening. Loss, yes. Um, Good and bad. So we'll, we'll get into all of that, won't we? Absolutely. So, of course, we know all about uh, the COVID situation uh, at the Giro. Uh, Maca. What do you make of that situation? And the Mitchelton Scott team, for example, have decided to leave or been evicted? We're not too sure, but nah, the, they, just, had, they had to leave the race. Yeah, decided to leave. Uh, firstly, I'm actually pretty gutted for them, yeah. gutted for the riders, gutted for the staff. And that they all, they're all in on it, um, as in, you know, they all invested so much time yeah. and effort. Look, we always knew that there was this possibility throughout the season, yeah. didn't we? We knew even when the season restarted, pre-Tour de France. So unfortunately, it's happened. Not just them, but also Jumbo Visma have withdrawn. Um, so if you haven't caught up on the news, there were four positives uh, staff members from Mitchelton Scott, and there was a two riders tested positive as well. Michael Matthews, unfortunately, was mm-hmm. one of those. Chris Harper, 
uh, almost forgot, he rides for Yumba Visma. He was on the team, so he's had to leave the race as well. So we've lost a bunch of Australians. So I think first and foremost, it's just disappointing. Absolutely. They, but they made the decision to leave. All of um, the, the the two teams made the decision. If the riders tested positive, obviously they had to leave the race. So uh, And incidentally, the day before the results, we got to uh, speak to Matt White. We chatted to Matt White. I don't know. We had a good long chat. Exactly. It was good of him to give us And we time. probably put 95% of it in the bin. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> we of just it. went chop, chop, gone. But we kept some yeah. because it's relevant, well, isn't it? Listen to this. That's Matt White. Before he got the results, before they got the results for the team, and he explained the process and how different cities from to the France, to the Giro, but remember that's before they got the results. Yeah, we, we as a team, because of because of uh, Simon's positive, we have been tested the three days in a row. When Simon tested positive, the whole a uh, whole of our organisation, all twenty eight of us, were were tested uh, within thirty minutes of uh, of Simon's to test the positive comeback. And then for the, the last two nights, we've also been all twenty eight of us have been tested, obviously. We haven't had last night's results because last night's results were part of the testing procedure that's going to go ahead for the entire tour uh, Giro d'Italia bubble. So we'll, we'll know those results sometime in the next in the next twelve hours. And they got the results, and they were not good. They were not good. No, it's uh, what do you do? There's not much you Why? can do about it. You leave the race. You that's leave you the do. race. Well, they made that decision. It was the right decision to make. Uh, you feel for guys like Lucas Hamilton. Yeah. Jack, Jack I feel Hay. for the whole squad. Yeah, I feel Hay. for all of the guys. But obviously, Lucas was in a fantastic position to challenge, I think, for a podium Absolutely. place. So he'll be he'll be gutted. But they know they know the situation of what's going on in Europe, especially right at this point as we speak. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's, it's not very good. I mean, we'll talk a bit more about all this and yeah. the implication yeah. about this. Uh, there's, there's a few questions that are already coming in here. Uh, what are the implications for the Vuelta, the Tour Down Under, the end of the Giro? Good simply. question. <laughs> Good we, question. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Well, at the moment, what we do know, all of the press releases, and I'm on the email chain from the organisation, the Vuelta, as far as we know right now, is going ahead. It starts next Tuesday. But actually, Whitey, Matt White, in the, uh, the conversation we had, which we did cut, but he did mention that they need to know relatively quickly because there's a logistical aspect to by it. about Thursday. Yeah, by Thursday we need to yeah. know. Teams, or the team needs teams, to know. They, well, they need to get tested in the lead-up and official. Yeah, know, that's part of the protocol. So there's a few things that need to happen. We will know, you would think, tomorrow Yeah, if it doesn't go ahead. Absolutely. think. Yeah. So going back to uh, what we've... stomach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to what we've learned, uh, yes. the riders are getting a bit vocal. Yep. The people in the team are getting a bit vocal. The ones that are remaining as well. Tell us about what you... Uh, and we are playing an extract from the, the cycling podcast uh, in a minute, but yep. tell us what why you selected that extract. Yeah, so look, as you do and I do, you, you sort of each morning and through the afternoon and evening and because of the different time zones, I'll pick through a few other podcasts. I'll pick through all of the news grabs, the highlights, et cetera. And the cycling podcast, the good guys, uh, Richard Moore, Lionel uh, Bernie, and of course, Daniel Freeb, they've been doing a podcast throughout the tour, throughout the Giro Vuelta. And I was listening to an extract of theirs and they interviewed Joss Van Emden of Yumbo Visma. And this was post Simon Yates tested yep. testing positive, but it was before the results came out as well. So it was rest day around the same time the Matt White interview that we did. And 
I just thought this is too good not to play. So yeah. I contacted these guys. So I just want to give a shout out as you did to yeah. the cycling podcast. They gave us this, well, they said you can use this interview. Let's take a listen to yeah. Joss Van Emden from Yoma Visma. How, how does it feel this, Giro, from a, I guess a, a health point of view? I mean, do you feel like as if, you know, it's as safe as it could be? No, for sure not. No, no, no. That already went wrong in the first hotel we were in. We were there with four, maybe five teams. I don't think that's the problem because they all know uh, uh, how the situation is and take care of, the, of their own health and, and uh, the health of the team. But in that particular hotel we were in, the police on the motor was there. Uh, Shimano neutral uh, service was there. Just normal people were there and uh, they were all eating from the same buffet. So I think there there was that, that's just a real big mistake. And I heard that from someone from Quickstep, they had exactly the same. This guy sent me a, a, a little movie about their dining hall. Also, Mitchelton Scott was in that hotel. So and now Simon Yates is, is infected. Yeah, for me, there's no doubt where he got the virus. The UCI should regulate this. If they, they want to be the head of, of, of cycling, then they should say... This is not good. It should be protected by the people who run the sport. And, and we need to do all the things for them, but they don't ever do anything for us. So this is, again, a missed chance for them to show that they like us, huh? that, that they don't always want to fight us. There you go. That was a great extract from the Cycling yeah. Podcast. You can listen to the full interview on, on their podcast, of course. Um, isn't he a bit harsh uh, towards the SCI? Shouldn't he direct more of his sort of attacks to the organizers as well because they they make the they make they make the decision compared to the tour de france yes. or do you think the uci should really you know over overlook i everything? don't think he's harsh he, he probably i think yes the blame also should be rcs mm -hmm. there should be more done from an organizational point of view race organizational point of view in terms of the, ho the hotel arrangements etc yeah. etc but seriously and i said this to you earlier before before we came live is there another sporting body throughout this year and for that matter the last couple of years that hasn't been copying it from both the men and the women yeah as much i'm sure i know other sporting organizations do cop it and we don't put the microscope on other sports because we don't cover those sports mm -hmm. or i don't but seriously when when is something and when's something going to be done and when you're hearing it from the horse's mouth, from the athletes yeah. themselves on the ground, there they are witnessing it, you know. And now, and now, you know, we're seeing what's the cause of that. And now we've seen two teams, including that guy, his team, they're out of the race. Yeah, and then other teams like Ineos had a positive in their staff. Yep. AG2 Ala Mondial had a positive in their staff. Yep. They are under scrutiny yep. because under the, the rules of the Giro, uh, which I actually think is quite interesting, different from the Tour de France where in the Tour de France, they got tested on the, on the race day and then the next test was the next race day, so the next Monday. Yep. Now, those teams are under the watch list. Yes. They all including everyone in the staff, had to test every day. Every day they have to do a test. Yeah. And then if there's more, then it could end up... It's like a double-edged sword, isn't yeah. it? Because the two are, two positives, you're gone. The whole team was gone. Whereas here, it's it's you're allowed to have as many positives as you want. You make the decision, but you get tested every single day. So... Yeah. Uh, that's what's yeah that's what the problem is absolutely let us know what uh, what you think in uh, in the comments uh, below uh, we are interested of your thoughts uh, but of course 
you know, we don't know how far the Giro will go. We don't know if it's going to go to the end. We don't know if the Vuelta is going to go ahead. Yeah. But we will certainly assume it will because we love the race. We'll, we be, here. To we'll be here. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. go live. We'll think of something. <laughs> can I just, can we just finish off this conversation yeah. though? Because I know there's probably a lot of you, even fans, saying, really, should the racing even be happening at the moment? I, I get it. We're, we're all entitled to our opinion. But one of the best football players in the world, Ronaldo. Yeah. He got tested. He, he, they're playing at the moment. They're doing nations. Um, they played France 0-0. So they played France nil-nil. Yeah. He posted a photo overnight on Twitter yeah. <laughs> with the whole squad. I shouldn't laugh. Twenty or thirty got tested. Tested positive. So he can't play. But the team is continuing on to play Sweden. Okay. So money talks. Yeah, absolutely. Money talks. <laughs> so I'm not saying oh well they're playing so cycling should go ahead. All I'm saying is you know the cycling teams are doing absolutely everything they can. Their protocols are stronger, yeah. I believe, than the UCI and RCS in this case. Absolutely. So don't, don't blame the riders, don't blame the teams. Look more, I would say, to the governing body at the moment. Absolutely. Okay, you know what? There was also a race yesterday. There was a There stage. was a race. <laughs> was let's, a let's, get in, let's get into the good stuff, shall we? Let's do, uh, and then, I'll yeah. leave the politics aside. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, your comment box is still open, so you can always put your comments below. But uh, when I say we had a stage, and we have Sagan. Oh. Finally, I'm going to say finally, but in the best way of terms. Yeah. I'm not criticizing Sagan, but finally for him, finally for Bora, they want a stage in a Grand Tour. And he now joins a little group of riders that have won stages in the three Grand Tours. Yes, Sagan. He, he does. And the fashion in which he did it, it, it was like a one-day classic. And, yeah. you know, at one point, another sprinter's team, Demar, of course, he's holding the points jersey. Yeah. They were determined to bring him back. I couldn't believe they got within 20 seconds and cracked. Yeah. They cracked. And DeMar was rolling turns himself. It was unbelievable. Sagan took maximum points. And then one by one, he just basically stripped that, chopped that break into segments. There were teams that had two riders in the break, good riders, no yeah. slouches in yeah. that break. And he just went, uh-uh, today's my day. And then Paolo Bilbao, who's second on general classification, got within – that, that, I was about, that I was about to say about, about yeah, this much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe this much, but a hundred meters <laughs> up a climb, way better climber than Sagan, and Sagan just went nah into overdrive. Well, I think in reality, no one, no one was going to take nah. the win away from Sagan it was brilliant. yesterday. Yeah, let's listen to Peter Sagan. Yeah, I'm very happy what I can say. Uh, finally, because uh, I'm trying since uh, when we start again. Uh, the season with the Strade Bianche, Milan Sanremo, Tour de France, I was uh, a lot of time on the podium in the first top five, but uh, the victory was, uh, I had the last victory last year in Tour de France, it's already a long time ago and uh, finally arrived, I'm very happy for that. He's very happy. And then uh, when I say a small group, it is a small group when you look at the number of riders. But uh, Matthew Keenan, our great statistician mm -hmm. uh, for, this, for our team at SBS, uh, he says here, seems fitting that Sagan becomes the hundredth rider to win a stage in all Grand Tour. So there's been a hundred riders that have won the Tour. Sagan is number 100. And yeah. what a win. What yeah, a win. yeah, yeah. Look, and look, I know it's easy to say, but I've never doubted him. He he's a superstar. He he and and even this season, even though it's been a year since his last victory, 
the amount of second, third places, it's the fact that we expect him to win all the time. But I'll just, if I can just quickly give you some stats on his last, from the top of that final climb, yeah. it took about nine minutes. He averaged 50 kilometres an hour. This is at the end of 170 kilometres, right? Averaged 430 watts for all you techie geeks out there. Max power, 1,000 watts. He was in the red zone for 30%. That is how good Peter Sagan is. He's, yeah. he's a star. Those yeah. numbers don't talk to me. No, but, uh, <laughs> I don't talk to me. I'm telling it for but you. They're for you, the people who read power, because I don't necessarily. Actually, Matthew Keenan. Matthew Keenan can actually put a comment Keno here. Might be I'm on. sure it's thumbs up. Yeah, for, for good stuff. yeah. <laughs> We need a thumbs up from Matthew Keenan. Anyway, yeah. uh, to tell you how good this was, let's go into the Bora car when they won, and then we listen to the director sportif as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically in the car when they won the stage yesterday. Today, really, huh? Yes. Finally! Everybody wear tents, huh? Everybody wear tents. <laughs> I'm so happy. And how he won. And how he won. I think it was one of his top five victories, yeah? Amazing how he was riding. So they were with... It was a fight during the whole day. So. FTJ made it really hard for us to get in this break, but yeah, Peter did it. He dropped the others. He, yeah, he even was cleaning his glasses in the last kilometer. Uh, yeah. I'm speechless. That's how Germans get excited. And, <laughs> and just incidentally, Jens Zemke, he was a great uh, rider himself. You, you rode against him, yeah? Yeah, many years ago. Yeah, and I only saw the back of his wheel. Yeah. I never, never saw. I never looked around to see him. But he was hey, always hey, ahead of me. He doesn't have your trophy. He doesn't. He does not have a trophy. <laughs> true, true, he true. Have this trophy, you know? <laughs> but listen, he was. You know, he was a great athlete. And uh, so, as a former athlete, for him to say those sort of things, okay, yeah, it, it just gives it more credit. Not yeah. that we needed it. We knew our good cigars. Yeah, absolutely. And then we got a thumbs up from Kino. Kino again. Kino, well, Maddie, Maddie would know. <laughs> Maddie possibly raced against Jen Zemke as well, potentially. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that was a, a great win. Uh, ben Swift. Let's talk about Ben Swift in uh, because Ben Swift was with Sagan most of the time. Yeah, and and he's probably the one that saw him closest well, for this whole stage. Well, he's the one. He was one that potentially from that group could have challenged him yeah. in, in a sprint finish. He's uh, he's got a turn of speed. I was about to say he's pretty swift. Yeah, <laughs> but he, no, he, he seriously could. And, he, and, and, look, he, and it's swift with an S, not a Z. Not a Z. Okay. Yeah, but he, you know, he's a class act, and it took every little bit of Sagan to get rid of Swift because he was right there till the pointy end. But let's take a listen to what he has to say. It was definitely a, a one day race, really. I think uh, these next, well, today and the next three days. Uh, they're going to be quite aggressive days. My goal was always to, just to wait for that first climb. I knew it was going to be an aggressive start, and oh, I got in a, a few moves, and I just kept having to go from the move to the move to the move. Eventually, we did get away in a good group, but because Sagan was there, FTJ was chasing, so it was just a full gas day all day. And then we knew the hardest section was at the end. Uh, yeah, it was just a tough day. I just just cracked that ever so slight little bit when Sagan just squeezed a little bit on that final 900 meters, and then that was it. It cracked that a little bit. <laughs> no, it cracked a little bit. 
Just to yeah. <laughs> I play with the accent. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I cracked a little bit and then that was it. It was. And uh, gee, I tell you what, if you've got the ability to watch the replay of that stage, wherever you can find it, watch it. Do yourself a favour. It yeah. was it was one of the greats. And it's classic jiddle. And, and we'll talk about more about what's coming up. But again, in that interview, which some of it we chopped out with Matt White because it wasn't really relevant anymore, but... Yeah, you know, we talked about the next four or five stages being flat and not much happening. Yeah. And then this just delivered and this massively. <laughs> and it rained. It gave, it gave, us, gave us everything. Yeah, Absolutely. Was, was a good one. Uh, GC, uh, if you just a, a look at the GC, we still have Almeida in the pink. Are you surprised he's still in the uh, pink or not? No, not, not now. Maybe when he got the jersey on the day one, we wouldn't have thought he'd have it now. Yeah. But, but the fact that he had it pre-rest day, I'm not surprised he hung on to it here. Okay. He boxed on, but he's doing more than boxing on. He's riding like a season pro for a guy who's only first year, second year uh, professional. And look, he's got a super team around him. Not a super team of climbers, but yeah. smart guys. They'd be telling well, him what arguably to Arguably the best team in the world. Yeah. I yeah. know Philippe is in there. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Not at the jaw, of course. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Come on, mate. Give anyway, yeah. I'm part of the world. As long as, as, long as, as long as he doesn't follow Philippe's advice on when to put the arms up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not yet anyway. You're just teasing us. Yeah, teasing us. You've, you've walked into that one. <laughs> anyway, someone that is doing really well, really, really well. You know who that is? It is. I know Jay. who it is. Yeah. Jay this Hindley. is, of all the things that have unfolded, yeah. and we know we've lost a couple of guys that were up there on the um, – general classification with COVID, but Jai Hindley, he is riding, I won't say out of his skin because in a way we're not surprised, but he's pushed himself right up there in the general classification. Of course, he's a teammate of Wilco Kelderman, but we also got Yeah, absolutely, but uh, he's seventh. Yeah. Seventh in the GC. Uh, let's have a listen to Jai Hindley. We were uh, lucky enough to have a chat with him. Uh, I think he's in a cafe or somewhere. He's, anyway, it's uh, a bit noisy at the background. We can hear, but that's, hey, that's the Giro, that's Italy. Yeah, actually, it's um, perfect, I would say. Like, uh, yeah, we've, got, we've still got two time trials, and Wilco's a really good time trialist. Um, and, yeah, we're sat, sat second, I think, 30 seconds behind now. So, yeah, to have to still to be that close to the jersey but not have it, I think it's really nice. Um, also, the fact that the jerseys uh, with Quickstep, who, who are real strong and... Um, you know, they can hold the jersey for a few days like we've seen. So, yeah, I think it's just nice that we, we don't have that that full pressure yet, but we're still right there, you know, in the race. There you go, Jay Hindley. He's a chilled out boy. Yeah. I love he's, it. He's from Perth. He's a, yeah, chilled out. Absolutely. He's, uh, but he's, but he's in seventh, a great spot. He's seventh in a, in a, in a classman. Uh, how far can he go? Because the, the fact that his main leader is second, you know, we, we will see who is Vilko's a leader. Yeah. Vilko's a leader of the team. But being seventh as a as a as a domestic uh, yeah. is you know, somewhere are doing really well. There and look, you'd be silly as a team to to sort of utilize him too much now. They don't need to. You want to keep him there if you can. So they want to try and hold him in a position as a plan B, just in case. If they don't have to sit on the front, he doesn't need to do all this work. He can follow. He's still going to be there. It's still good for him to be there for Wilco, to give him a spare bidding, to give him some food, encouragement, whatever, a spare wheel. You know, if it like like yesterday, for example, we saw, uh, uh, I've forgotten, uh, Jacob Fulsang had a mechanical, Pozzo Vivo as well. So 
but don't utilize him on the front. Don't burn matches when yeah. you don't need to. So now, they're, they're, as, as he said, I said they are, they are in a perfect position. Absolutely. Uh, what's ahead of us tonight on the Giro? Uh, it's, stage eleven. Yeah, stage eleven. So one hundred eighty-two kilometers. One category four. Really, surely now, I think this is a day for the sprinters. They go to the beautiful seaside town of Rimini, okay. uh, big coastal town, big tourist hotspot. Normally, I'm sure it won't be like that. Hopefully, uh, that's where my parents tonight. went on the honeymoon. By the way, to Rimini. Rimini, Rimini yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful They've place. Been to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> You've, been, You've been just 500 meters across the They've border. Been to Italy. <laughs> he's got 42 percent Italian blood in him, so he tells me. But he still likes his pasta with water in it. I don't know why. And 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 weakened long blacks. And a neg on pizza, I think. <laughs> a neg on pizza. Uh, let's not go there. You're very, yeah, you're way too French for Italian, my friend. Okay. What about uh, the station? Yeah, 182 kilometers. It's not pan flat, but it's close enough. And okay. I, I think it's going to be a day for the sprinters. Look, Demar. Let's be honest, he is the fastest man. Yeah. But Sagan pegged back a big chunk. And Sagan now is only, I think, 20 points in arrears. So this makes it very interesting. Okay. It makes it very, very interesting. So the, the sprinter's jersey, the points classification jersey, is going to heat up tonight. So I think it won't be without some sort of excitement or drama. You know, it's not just, it's not just going to be a straight run into town and a sprint. Yeah. We're going to see something unfold. That's for Absolutely. Sure. Uh, let's have a listen to Matt White again when we talk, we talk with him about what's coming up in the next few days and yeah. who can win this race. We both have our opinion, but he's got quite a good opinion of the race. And, I mean, he was in race once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's raced uh, it and he's covered it absolutely. a lot of times as a so director. So let's, let's have a listen to what he says. Oh, I think the... What this year, I, I 100%, this race is going to be won in, at the death. Uh, the difference I see with this year's race is the, the, there's some great leaders here. We've got a couple who've already crashed out. Uh, it's, a, it's a very, it's not a very deep general classification uh, group left. I think a lot of teams went very, very full on with the Tour de France in, in thinking with the mindset that maybe the Giro doesn't even go ahead. And some teams have come here with weaker teams than normal because they sent everybody to the tour. I I don't see a team here that is strong enough to control the mountain stages day in, day out. I see some great riders and some, and some great leaders, but I don't see a lot of strong teams around them. And if there's any race that can dish up a surprise, it's this one. Uh, you know, these If you get caught between groups on some of these mountain stages, you're losing minutes, not seconds. And uh, I think... If you if you were to, I were to pick a podium at the moment, I think Nibali is definitely the, the one to beat. I think his consistency over the last decade, uh, I don't think off the top of my head that he started a tour with the intention of riding general classification and not finished on the podium. That's right. Can we say now that he's right in one thing? It's probably Nibali's race to lose. Because, you know, when you look at MTS are not here, Jumbo Visma are not here. Fuglesang is about a minute 30. He lost, lost a minute, minute 30, yeah. yeah. Like, who else can really... You know who else can? You know who else can? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Dominico Pozzovivo. Yeah. The, the Ooh, Dominity yeah. Italian. he was on fire yesterday. He had a mechanical for NTT. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And he looks to me like he's riding the best he's ever ridden. He's finished top five, I think, on two occasions. He can ride Grand Tours deep into the third week, and he just looks like he is on. Yeah, absolutely. He really does. He could be the one, apart from Kelderman, yeah. because if he if he turns on his best time trialling legs, Kelderman, as Jai said, there's two individuals. 
Calderman could be the big threat. Yeah. So I see I see the podium like that. Calderman and potentially Pots of Evil. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, there's still 50k of uh, time trial. In that's that a race. lot. It's a lot. Of that's a lot. That's two. a lot in the in. Well, one's coming up in about four days, and yeah. then obviously the final one on the penultimate stage, yeah. is it? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, before we move on to the, the Vuelta in Flanders as well, there's a question from Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre from the Tour de France. Is Good to have you back, Jean-Pierre. <laughs> Thank you for joining in, Jean-Pierre. Yeah. Uh, do you think some of the Alpine stages at the Giro could be shortened? We haven't brought it here, but uh, Stelvio, we will bring you a Stelvio cam. We're uh, go going to give you live vision, peeps. Yeah, Don't you worry about that. Or it's coming. Close to live. Yep. Uh, but... Did you see the tourmalade, by the way? Oh, <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> we might bring that in as well for the Vuelta. Yeah, I because they're skiing on the tourmalade. Stage three or stage six. I think where the stage finishes, they someone skied across the road. <laughs> True. But Stelvio is full of snow, pretty much. The there's road is clear, bit. but there's a fair bit of snow. I mean, could we honestly see some stages being shortened? Yes. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't, well, I won't say 100%, but 100%. You, your, that question, Jean-Pierre, is not out of the question, yeah. um, just because of that simple fact. Um, what A few days ago, they said there was not forecast uh, snow for the next week. So that snow has already been dumped. If it doesn't snow anymore, they clear the roads, and the spectacle will look, you know, absolutely sensational, won't it? It'll look not too dissimilar to what we see sometimes in May over the years. And that one, that famous one of Andy Hampson yep. winning the Giro d'Italia, I think it was in 88. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Fingers crossed we'll get up a couple of those iconic yeah. mountains, though, especially the Stelvio. It'd be good to get up it. In the meantime, uh, yesterday, I think, Vuelta has announced that there will not be no crowds. no crowds in some of the mountain stages. Uh, there any of them any of the, the summit finishes yeah correct yeah. any of the summit finishes and of yeah. course flanders has announced that they are asking people to stay home yes watch the race so be like australians watch the race from home yeah um, if i can i've just yeah. got an official communique this is from flanders so look they they're slick i must say yeah. flanders classics are a slick slick operation no public in start and finish zone mask required no public allowed on the hills and cobbled sections and prohibition, prohibition, that sounds like moonshine yeah. talk, of gathering more than four people. So, yeah, so they've got that in place and the hashtag Flandrian at home. They really are encouraging people not to go out on the course. If you've all watched Flanders, you know they get thousands, hundreds of thousands of people roadside. So basically we and, just want the race to happen, don't we? And guess what? Flanders will be on SBS. It will, yes. Yeah. Looking forward to I it. I love Flanders. So, so yeah, both race. the men and the women. So don't forget that, that it's going to be sensational. And actually, just a little side note, forgot that Scaldapri, which is always that midweek yeah. sort of classic for the sprinters, that is on tonight. Tonight, absolutely. I'm not sure where you see it. I don't believe it's on SBS. I hope no. I'm, I think, I think, I think I'm correct in saying that. But it's a great little classic, and uh, that is on tonight. So, bottom line is, COVID is there, but racing is still here. And racing hanging happening. on by a thread. It's hanging but... by a thread. We're <laughs> hanging with there. them. We're, we're, we are hanging by a thread as well. Anyway, we'll be here with you until racing. You know, if, if the COVID doesn't stop necessarily us or stop the racing, uh, we'll be here until the end of the Giro. So, if another what week and a half, yeah, uh, every day, four p.m. Four o'clock. Four o'clock on the social media, on the SBS, uh, Cycling Central, Facebook and Twitter, where you are. Send us your comments, send us your questions. Uh, but until then, I guess it's uh, it's bye for me, bye, bye for now. It is buona serata.
Yeah. Uh, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. And uh, before we go, remember you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash Cycling Central or Logger Rides with our friends at Zwift. Until next podcast, like I said, tomorrow, 4 p.m. It's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to Swift.com and start your free trial.